Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. might be too funky for me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for us. Hey, everybody, and good morning, and welcome to the Fanatical Browns pregame show. The Bears are in town. We got some funky, uh, groovy music there in the background to keep every get everybody awake here for the Browns game. Big game today. Today, it's a little rainy. Um, it's a little uh, overcast here up in the in the Ohio region. Uh, looks like the rain's going to be. Uh, getting through the Cleveland area by the time kickoff hits. So I think it'll dry out as the game uh, gets started. Um, but we'll see. I've been looking at the local radar, trying to be the local weather guy and figure this out. But regardless, it's going to be um, just a great day down there at the stadium. I know a lot of people are pumped to get down there. And um, welcome, Steve. Welcome, Elliot. How are the two of you doing this morning? Doing great. Thumbs up. I'm a little anxious. I'm anxious too. Uh, I see, Steve, that you grew some reindeer, and uh, Elliot's got his nice. Uh, is it that we call it the Stenson hat? Is that what we call it? Is it? a Stetson. 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 Yes, Stetson. I, I like uh, like the university uh, uh, west of yes. uh, Tampa on your way to yes. St. Pete Beach. I'd always get. Um, yeah, invites even when I was younger uh, to go to that college. They always send out a lot of mail and emails to try to get you to go down to that school so so hey um had a good interview the other night uh on my johnny cleveland podcast with uh, andy from the nfl outdated who's a big uh, bears fan but he also follows the N- nfc uh north quite a bit he lives up in the wisconsin area and he's a wealth of knowledge great guy follow him at nfl outdated on on the x twitter but we had a good show yesterday and we started talking about these bears and you guys have been talking about the bears on your podcast, the dog pound South show, the Oracle speaks show. Um, and, uh, just want your an, initial takes on this, this action starting up mon- uh, this afternoon at one o'clock. I'm excited to see what happens. I think the Browns are going to really have to rely on that, that defense and hopefully they're, they're, they're ready. Joe Flacco Flacco mania is in full force. 
Uh, Let's go, so Elliot, Catch it. Yeah, Ellie, what are your initial thoughts this morning as, as we prepare for this big game at 1 o'clock? Well, I'll answer a, a slightly different question, but my initial thoughts going into the game were that the Chicago Bears were a bad team. Early in the season, they were a bad team, but they've gotten yeah. a lot better. And I think that their deadline trade for Montez Sweat really catalyzed their defense, and I'm persuaded that they really are a top defensive team now they weren't at the beginning of the season they were terrible bad news bears in the baddest sense of the word at the beginning of the year but now i think they really are a threat and i understand now why the browns are only favored by three even though they are an eight and five team and the chicago bears are a five and eight team they let's use a cliche here they are the best five and eight team in the nfl (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, uh, Steve, what's your initial thoughts here this morning? We'll get into the thick of everything here after after your take. Montez Sweat. Yeah. That's it. Last five (laughs) games. I mean, come on. They went from... um, They went from... Wait a minute. Where's my notes? They went from... uh, First eight weeks, giving 27 points up a game. Mm-hmm. And the last five, they're only giving up 18. Uh, they went from uh, 10 sacks in the first eight to 11 in the last five. And mm-hmm. they've had 11 takeaways in the last five games. Yeah. He is a disruptive force for any offensive coordinator. I mean, That's Andy it. from NFL outdated guy, Andy, just couldn't speak enough about what he, the, that this that kid has done for this Bears defense. Um, you know, I think no one in Cleveland really pays much attention to the Bears until we get to this week. And like Elliot, you just said, they are the best five and eight team uh, out there. And we seem to be hitting some of these teams like when we played the Broncos coming off a four or five game win streak, like the Rams um, yep. with uh, Matthew Stafford. Now we're facing the, a Bears the Jaguars. Uh, yeah, the Jaguars. Five, six and yep. oh on the road. I mean, come on. Exactly. And so I think, but, you know, you know yeah. like like I said earlier, the Browns uh, at home allow 12.6 points a game when they're on the road. They allow uh-huh. 30.7. Uh, both yeah. are number one. Yeah. So if this game was in Chicago, I'd be worried. But uh, <laughs> if it's a three well, point, if they're a three point favor, that's gone up a point in the last couple of days. Because Friday, if, um, looked, they were a two point favor. So. I I was saying to the uh, Bears Andy yesterday that I, I mean I'm hoping that maybe Justin Fields is having or had nightmares last night as he recalls his last time he stepped foot on Cleveland Brown Stadium two years ago and that was his first game as a as a pro and they threw him into the fire and Miles Garrett had a heyday I think he almost four had and a half f- four and a half sacks yeah so I don't uh, you know there's been a lot of chat we were talking about let's talk about that first with Justin Fields. I'm going to, I'm going to subside the music here, that wild and crazy uh, music that's in the background. So um, with Justin Fields, it's been an interesting conversation because talking to the colleague there from the the bears group, they, you know, Justin Fields has done a lot of good things, but there's a lot of chatter in Chicago about uh, moving on from Justin Fields. And I wanted your take on what you think will happen in Chicago. And does Justin Fields uh, continue to, to, to stay with the bears? long-term steve let's go with you first what do you think well he hasn't really had a a fair opportunity let me put it to you that way uh Mm -hmm. all the coaching changes and philosophy changes um 
you know, he really wasn't given many weapons right from the beginning. Now he has DJ Moore and uh, mm -hmm. um, Cole Komet, who are both fantastic. Uh, and the Could Rashawn be one of the best. Out of, the Rashawn kid out of Texas that you and yep. I couldn't think of his name Thursday Johnson. night. Yeah. yeah. So uh yeah, he's got he's got weapons now. And right now he's playing either to convince the front office to keep him or to have somebody trade for him. Mm -hmm. So uh yeah, he's got a lot on the line right now. Uh I liked him at Ohio at the Ohio State. I thought he would be a good mm -hmm. pro quarterback. Obviously, CJ Stroud was better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh yeah. It, from the media standpoint, Chicago, it just seems like everybody is really uh pointing fingers and wanting to put blame and just move on. But then it's well, like, they're know, talking when about you this don't Caleb. do well, you blame the quarterback. Yeah. They talk about Caleb Williams coming in, but he's such a basket case. Um, I, I just don't know. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Elliot. Yeah. What do you think, Elliot? I Justin? support the Chicago bears fan base. Totally. 100%. Really? The Chicago bears had a super bowl offense. They should have gone to the super bowl every year. And the reason why they didn't make it was because they had a kid from Ohio State who ruined their chances. It was all the fault of the quarterback. They need a new, shiny new rookie quarterback to yeah. lead them to the Super Bowl next year like Caleb Williams. Go Blue! Yeah. Ohio State. The That's Bears. On that Oh, thank wow. you, Elliot, for that. I love, wow. I love, yeah, I love the energy. Love the energy. Um, yeah, okay. Man, it's only 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, just meant one, one point here. Now, Kennel's law of internet sarcasm applies here. There's nothing that you can say that is so stupid that somebody won't take it seriously. Yes. Let me add the disclaimer. That was intended to be sarcasm, fans. Yes. So don't crucify me for that. <laughs> no, I, I think I think Justin Fields is an excellent quarterback, and the people who want a rookie quarterback like Caleb Williams to replace him are totally nuts. They're yep. idiots. Yeah. Um, but you never know. Um, I guess, uh, you know, we, we started talking about Justin Fields and then we started talking about the Browns quarterback situation here oh, and I go to replace. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there are people out there that are talking about, you know, that and all, you know, the, the Sean and why, you know, he doesn't seem to have rust like, 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 um, Watson did or does this ongoing conversation. So he does. You know, um, Dory just Thompson. Said he's so much better than PJ Walker. Nobody notices it. <laughs> it was funny while talking to him yesterday. I forgot PJ Walker started with the Chicago Bears this year. I yeah. did not know that. So that was we were Andy and I were saying yesterday how he was kind of hoping that maybe PJ would get you know get the go today because you know he started with the Bears. So, um, so Joe Flacco. Let's go talk about Flacco Mania, Elliot. I know you love El Elliot to talk about Flacco Mania. Uh, Steve, let's start with you though. Flacco mania. Um, how far can this guy take us? I think he can take us pretty far. Flacco fever, catch it. Flacco fever. Uh, yeah, uh, I think he can take us pretty far. I mean, he's like I said Thursday night. Right now, I think he's the healthiest quarterback in the NFL because mm -hmm. he's been sitting on his parents' couch watching football on Direct TV. <laughs> uh, you know, in the past, uh, after he left Baltimore, he would get a little. Progressively bad as the season mm -hmm. will go on. Well, that's not the case here because he just came in. He's mm -hmm. rejuvenated. Mm -hmm. He is taking control of this uh, offense, and more importantly, I think he's taking control of the entire locker room. I and mean, these guys. Well, love you know what? It. I think he's a twin of Kevin Stefanski too. Doesn't he, he look like his identical he's twin his, brother? 
He's his half brother from another mother. I think there's an I think there's something there, man. We yeah. He's got LA, a weird you, connection. What do you think about uh Joe? Elliot, I know you love oh, Flacomania. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, here again, the his failure with the New York Jets. Uh, once again, he derailed a Super Bowl offense. The Jets had a wonderful offensive scheme <laughs> last year. They were headed to the Super Bowl and Joe Flacco ruined that team. Um <laughs> People don't realize this, but Flacco had three consecutive games where he averaged 300 yards for the New York Jets, and they, yes. you know, they couldn't wait to get rid of him. Um, I know. And uh, you know, I mean, you know, the thing that surprised me about Flacco yeah. when I was wrong yeah. about him, I didn't think yes. he could pick up the offense in two weeks. I really, honestly, right. did not believe that. I'm totally astonished that he did, frankly. And and I Same said all along that I thought that he would be good. Uh, in the long run, I thought him, you know, right. he'd be okay by, you know, week 15, something like that. Sure. What's shocked me is that he's been as good as he has, as quickly as he has. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was just really wrong about how fast he would pick up uh, the offense. So, I, yeah, I have at this point have no qualms about him being the quarterback the rest of the way. I still like Dorian Thompson Robinson. I would mm-hmm. have no problem with him if he's called upon. I believe that he too will be a good quarterback. I do not believe that quarterback is the mm-hmm. problem of the Cleveland Browns. I believe no. that they are well staffed at quarterback. I would still like to <laughs> I would still like to see additional depth on the practice squad. I think they have 16 positions. It won't harm, you know, yes. to train up some guy in advance uh, in case they need somebody, well, you know, maybe in 2024 even. Yes. Uh, just get a guy to learn the basics <laughs> of their offense just in case. But anyway, that's a minor yeah. point. My thing is yeah. Flacco is pretty good. Yeah. I think Dorian Thompson Robinson is pretty good. And if you need an emergency mm. quarterback, they've got a guy who knows the offense in PJ Walker. So mm-hmm. that's not bad for a third string quarterback. They're speaking they're doing yeah. okay. Let's hope it doesn't get to so that. yesterday. Let's hope so it let, doesn't get to that. <laughs> keeping on the subject of quarterbacks, changing a little bit. Let's just uh, review a little moment here. Pause. Yesterday, um, I interesting, you know, side stories with the Bengals and the Steelers playing. The Minnesota Vikings uh, had Nick Mullins, and their backup is Josh Dobbs, which is just hilarious to me because. You know, it's all the quarterbacks go to Minnesota now because of that, you know, the, the off the field or the. Uh, well, you know why that is, don't oh, you? Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, yes, because of the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the offices, you know, the front offices have shared. Um, they've uh, had some. The Adolfo Mensah, the right, PM, right. came yeah. from yeah. Cleveland. Right, exactly. Also, he, yeah, he, uh, I couldn't spit it out because you know you, you know how to pronounce names and I don't. So he, he, and also the, yeah. uh, the offenses are, are very similar. Uh, Minnesota. Yes, and, uh, but I didn't realize well, that the Dobbs, came from Minnesota. So, but it's exactly. it, quietly though. It's incestuous. Quietly though, Dobbs <laughs> being being um, benched. I didn't realize talking like why is he not playing? And and the guy from he Chicago was demoted night, to like, third string. I know. I didn't realize that though at the time. And he was mentioning this to me yesterday, and I was like, wow, because what a story. I mean, you think about Josh Dobbs. I mean, this guy has, you know, he's the he's everybody's all. The flavor of the month, you know, two years ago, coming out of out of training camp, and then this year, you're thinking, okay, he's going to be the backup, and then he gets traded to the Cardinals. Euphoria gets the Cardinals. He seems to be doing exciting, a lot of fun stuff. Then he gets traded again to Minnesota, brings 
get this heroic win for the Vikings, but then he's trashed the rest of the way. Two wins in Arizona and Minnesota. Well, and, I know, but it's everybody just, wanted to fire Andrew Barry for trading him. I know. Oh, oh, oh boy. And so Nick Mullins, <laughs> I mean, the the Vikings blew it yesterday for us yes, Browning fans. That's, that's I was, sound call was stupid. Oh, <laughs> just, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I was, we were watching it while we were broadcasting the, my Johnny Cleveland show yesterday. I was like, oh my God, right. That fourth down. I mean, come on. Like, uh, anyway, so the Bengals punt got it, es- escaped with a win, position. and somehow now uh, this is this has been my fear all seat. Well, the midseason ne- till now is that the Browns now will have to go down to Cincinnati, where everybody was thinking it was going to be just a lollipop game that we'd just go down there, we'd win, we'd move ourselves in the playoffs. And I'm like, no, like this now is going to be monumental, and it could be a playoff a game on, on the line or, you know, I know where the Browns look like they're in good shape right now, but this is a month away still. We had four games until we go down to Cincinnati and a lot can happen and you just don't know in the NFL. So I'm not real excited about that. And you know, the, now the thing is Cincinnati lost what the chase got hurt a little bit yesterday, maybe. Chase, uh, yeah. Is, yeah. So that could be big. And, uh, um, their big defensive tackle uh, reader. Was hurt yeah. in the first half. Yes. Now the Steelers. So. Thank God the Steelers lost. It's always a great day in Cleveland when the Squealers Three lose. In a row. Three in a row. Damn those Steelers, Squealers. Uh, we we love it when we see them lose, and you know they they deserve to lose after that that terrible late or that hit targeting call. Um, these Steeler fans who are c- coming and say, "Well, what what else was he supposed to do?" Well, just don't target and launch into a player. I mean, I don't care if you didn't think you were going to hit him in the helmet. Don't launch. Don't do that. You could have done a thousand different ways of tackling that guy. He's, he's diving for the ball. Like, come on. Like, so I don't he feel bad. Ball late hit. It, it was, was a totally late, late hit. Yeah. So yeah, I don't feel bad for those Steeler fans at all. I don't all whining about that. So boo hoo. Well, like, like, like I've been saying all year, I, I have said this on my uh, podcast. Uh, Dog Pound South, that Mike Tomlin will have his first losing season this year, and I have not yeah. come off that, and yeah. I still believe that. He's yeah. going to go probably 8-9, and 7-10. and ten. Okay. Uh, They are in disarray. They have malcontents. They are trying to make up for it with dirty play, and that is just so unstealer-like. Well, Joel, that- Joel Cade, our colleague um, who does What the Elf Was That and the Brownie Acts with you, Elliot, has been very um, – active on social media in the last 24 hours about some of the fines and late hits of the Steelers. TJ Watt really trying to point to the NFL officiating. By the way, the officiating has just been what what happened yesterday. I mean, I watched the Broncos game. What was, I want your speculation. What was, I didn't watch it. um, Okay. What was the, the, the Broncos head coach, Sean Payton started like ripping into Russell Wilson. Um, oh, after I that. heard about this. Yeah. Well, and I, and I was wondering if he was, my speculation was, was the coach trying to delay the play and not run the play because he was contemplating challenging. There was multiple plays where it looked like the Broncos scored a touchdown and they kept running plays without challenging them. And so I was wondering if maybe Payton was telling Wilson to hold up because they ran the plays pretty quickly after each successive 
play that was run in that series. They had like four tries at the end zone, and at least two of them looked like they got across the goal line. So I didn't know if that had something to do with it. Why would he get so angry at the quarterback? You know, and that's what I was going to just because. But neither one of you saw that exchange. No, nope. I didn't. I didn't see that. Okay. Why, why do I care about the Denver Broncos? Well, I know. Same here. What are the, I don't. Uh, all right. Well, let's I just get wanted back. them to lose, and they did. I'm happy. They did. So let's talk about the Brownies again. What are the? Uh, well, let's let's pause for a quick break. We're about 20 minutes into this, so let's take a quick break here. We're on the Fanatical Browns pregame show. The Bears are in town, and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back from those tantalizing commercials. Um, what are the keys to victory today for our Browns over the Bears? Uh, Steve, let's go with you. Uh, continue to do what they do. Uh, hold on to the ball on offense. Um, mm-hmm. Still top three in uh, uh, offensive possession time. Um, I know they're not going to be able to run the ball that well because the Bears, since they've got Montez mm-hmm. Sweat, are now mm-hmm. fifth in the league against the mm-hmm. rush. So mm-hmm. uh, you got to be creative. Got to use those uh, short passes as long handoffs on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop the big plays. That is Chicago's bread and butter. Big plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they don't get big plays, they get muddled and they, they get a lot of three and outs. So Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really play man to man or cover one against Justin Fields. He will eat you alive with his legs. So I think, uh, Jim Schwartz and, you know, just like Russell Wilson and Gardner Minshew did against the Browns when he was take, they both were taken off when they had the, uh, the played the cover one and the man to man. So mm-hmm. I expect Schwartz to throw a little more cover two, cover three. Um, the one way you can get to uh, Justin Fields is delayed blitz. The Lions did that last week, and it really shocked him. It really confused him. So I, I, I'd like to see a little bit of that. Okay. Elliot, keys well, to victory. Yeah, I, I think um, number six, not Baker Mayfield, but uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, I think that the Browns are well-equipped to contend with the Bears' offense because – we built our team to battle the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. And I think Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson is a very similar quarterback to Justin Fields. And, uh, you know, uh, Justin Fields is kind of an unusual guy because he was not a really, not really a running quarterback at Ohio state, but nobody would catch the ball for him in Chicago, despite (laughs) their Super Bowl caliber offense. And so he had to run in order to make any yards. Um, and uh, so he became a running quarterback. And in order to counteract that, you really need to have a linebacker or perhaps a strong uh-huh. safety that can run and keep up with the guy. And the, that's what the Browns developed when they drafted Jeremiah Lusacormo. That was the first thing that I thought of when they traded up to get him was Lamar Jackson. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I've said this a number of times on different shows, but prior to Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, we had a guy with like four seven speed, and Joe Schober uh-huh. was a tremendous linebacker, a great tackler, but he yeah. couldn't keep up with Lamar Jackson because right. Lamar Jackson was twice as fast as the guy. So they- this is an important move. 
they had the field they had the field covered this morning um with all the rain that's coming through right now i don't know it's pushing up from the south i think it could still be drizzling by the time game time starts around one o'clock so the field will get a little wet i wonder you know whose advantage that is going to be i think our defense Uh, always the uh offense because the offense knows what they're going to do and the defense has to react true true yeah that's generally the generally the feeling it's it's um it's hard to know, but both Chicago uh, and Cleveland are natural turf teams. Chicago put yep. in uh, yep. uh, a new natural turf field in 2022. Yeah, they're both obviously cold weather teams. Uh, Chicago knows something about wind, yes. so I well, it's been a, 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 a big, unusually uh, mild, unusually mild weather today, and it, really this whole winter has been very mild. Um, I know last year at this time, the Browns were preparing to play the New Orleans Saints when it was about Woo. zero degrees. Um, so that's not going to be the case today. It's going to be in the 40s and wet. Steve? Excellent. All right. We got today's inactives. Oh, okay. Uh, Juan Thornhill, Anthony Ooh. Walker, who tweaked the knee Ooh. in practice. Oh, okay. Uh, of course, uh, Ethan Posick and uh, okay. Okoronkwo. However, Denzel Ward is active. Okay. Uh Jordan Elliott Good. is active. Good. So, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna see our uh, season debut of Sika Ika today. Oh, so very I'm good. Very interested to see how he does. Yes. Well, that's good. Now, Juan Thornhill, that's got me a little concerned again. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's been out now for yeah, he a while. Something on Friday. Uh, everybody seems to be tweaking something on Friday. <laughs> In the last three weeks, uh, stop it. Well, let me the, the, the this whole IR stuff has just been crazy between the Browns and now the Cavaliers. Um, it's like the curse, but you know, we're fighting through it. And the the Cavs won a big game last night. I wrote about that for King James Gospel. Yeah, uh, they, they picked did. up a big win over the, the Atlanta Hawks. A shout out to my, my buddy Dean Wade, former K State uh Wildcat, who's been with the Cavs. And he he gets a bad rap from a lot of Cavs fans who. You'd don't love understand. you some Dean Wade. Well, I do because the Dean's a great player. And the problem is, and a lot of people don't understand this, that that J.B. Bickerstaff, who I, I loathe, the Cavs coach, has instructed uh, Dean to only shoot uh, the ball from the three-point line. And even last night in the press conference, J.B. talks about how he wants Dean to be more confident and stuff. But what people don't understand is that J.B. has been telling Dean privately, like, don't do anything but shoot three-pointers. And it's like... The, the coach does not believe in his players, and that's why he's a lousy coach, and I don't, I don't trust him. He's not taking the Cavs anywhere. So I'm sorry. I, I digress from my Cavs talk, but I know a little bit of what's going on on the inside, and it just bothers me because JB is a terrible coach. Okay. Now, a good coach is Kevin Stefanski. So I'm going to uh, – Steady Eddie uh, has really impressed me this year. I know I get a ba- – some people out there – and social media land still like to think that I, I loathe Kevin and that I like, uh, I complain about his Denny's Denny's menu, which is stupid. I don't do that. And if, even if I do, it's just a jerk reaction. So I'm, 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 I'm even keeled most of the time. Um, no, but. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Hey guys, I appreciate you coming on today. Final thoughts on the, on the game before we let you go. Either one of you. Absolutely about you know the injuries and stuff uh, do concern me a lot. I, I mentioned on my show that I think that the 
impact of uh, defensive players on the point spread, or let's say the mm-hmm. over-under is underappreciated. I view that uh, each player either adds to the over-under or subtracts to it, and you know eventually uh-huh. it overrides. But each individual does have an impact, and yes. I believe that it's greater than the uh, community generally appreciates. And uh, Montez Sweat is a case in point. I believe that guy is like worth at least four or five points to the Chicago yes. Bears. And it Miles Garrett is. is like a six-point guy. And, uh, it, you know, these players are very important. And, you know, you have bad players that make the over-under go up, and good players that make it go down. And the Browns not having, um, you know, guys like Thornhill, uh, guys like Walker, that's Walker a problem. Walker hurts, yeah. yeah. That's a problem. But on the other hand, having Ward is going to help. That that is an upgrade for the Browns. Mm-hmm. Maybe that kind it's, of cancels uh, out. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I do think that the point spread of about three is about right. It's going to be a close game. It's close mm-hmm. enough that it could go either way. Of course, it's the mm-hmm. NFL. You never know exactly what's going to happen. Let's just sit back and enjoy this game and hope for a Browns victory. Yeah. All right, Steve. Final thoughts. Well. Um... I agree with uh, Elliot. Uh, having Denzel Ward back is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, their secondary is so much better, especially because we have the lack of safety depth. Mm-hmm. All right, Ronnie Hickman and uh, DeAnthony Bell, it's up to you two guys. Um, <laughs> I think Taki Taki can come in, but there are a few things he doesn't do as well as Anthony Walker. He's not that great mm-hmm. in coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping the Browns red zone defense will get better today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't been that good this year. Let's limit Chicago to threes and not sevens. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Um, also, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, this, this, this game doesn't really matter as to their playoff position because the Steelers right. lost. So if they, even if the Browns lose to the bears, they're still going to be number five. Because they beat the Colts and they beat the Bengals. And I'm not really worried about the Bengals because by the time we get to that game, it ain't going to matter. I I don't know about that, but I'll, 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 uh, well, I'm going to hold. Yeah. All right, guys. They all matter, man. They all matter. They all matter. They all matter. Just remember, you got to root for Tennessee over Houston, Dallas over Buffalo, and Jacksonville over Baltimore. Uh, that's Jackson too complicated. My brain yeah. hurts. <laughs> hey, this time hey, of year, I'm usually looking at mock drafts. Now I'm looking at playoff just, scenarios. Just win the next game. That's all I ask. Just win the next game. Let the other guys duke it out. But yes. the Browns win and you're in. It's pretty simple. Everybody that's, that's following fun. us here on the Fanatical Elves Network, we really appreciate you watching us today on, on uh, the X, on YouTube. Download this show. We're going to put this on a download on audio. That's how we make our big, big bucks, our, all of our pennies. So make sure that you download this episode. All you got to do is follow us on Apple, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, any of those platforms. We're there. Type in Cleveland Browns podcast and bam, Fanatical Elves will pop up because we are popular. We are gaining strength only because of you guys. Spread the love. Spread the word. Go Browns. Take care. Browns play the Bears at 1 o'clock. We'll be back here for a post-game show. Win, win or lose, rain or shine. Um We'll be here and we'll be talking. Crying or not crying. That's right. Upset or not upset. Go Browns. Take care, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Go Browns. Everybody take care. Go Browns.